Holy shit. CEO Strass Zelnick, the CEO of Take-Two Interactive, doubled his his salary from last year. Oh, wow. From a, Good for from him. From a, a measly $16 million a year to $42 million. Yeah. Good for him. He must be he must be putting in overtime. Yeah, must be doing I'm sure hard. he is. I'm sure he is. What the fuck are you going to do with $42 million a year? What are you going to do with $16 million a year? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me, dude? <laughs> Like at some point, it just becomes it's just absurd. We have surpassed absurd at this point. We have launched it's into absurd. Dude. You, you realize you could give me sixteen million dollars once, and I would never have to work again. Yeah, like I like what are you what are you doing with all of it? Are you trying to spend it all? Like, is that the goal? It's, it's honestly, it actually, it's upsetting. Like, to, <laughs> it's, it's to a very large degree. You you can give me one sixteenth of sixteen million dollars, and I'd be happy. Yeah, because I would. Again, I might not have to work. I would still work, but it would be... I'd care a lot less. Yeah, it's, I work, <laughs> but, like, you know, at, at a minimum. You get Talk about quiet quitting. I'd be like, what What now? I'm here. I'm here when uh, I was supposed to be here. Job's done. Want. It's it. Yeah, geez. Job's done. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> job's done. Oh, that was, like, an instant reaction, too. <laughs> you can help yourself. It just came out of you. Oh, God. <laughs> It's like it's like that was your Chris. like your call sign, <laughs> Chris. I was thinking we need like that uh, slice of life anime background music for the cold <laughs> opens. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that'll that'll add to it quite a bit. Hey everybody and welcome. That's my impression of Stefano doing an impression of me to start the show. I was I, I wanted to try something different because I realized that I don't I don't understand. By the way, first of all, welcome to Let's Get Gaming Podcast, your number one spot for all things video game news, reviews, and sometimes interviews. I'm your host Patrick, and he joined with me this week, Stefano Fontana. <laughs> I guess I know what that was. And Chris Montpetit. The cum noise, guys. Uh, <laughs> I ran over a man in Texas. That's my impression of Pasquale trying to come up with an intro. <laughs> I ran over wow. a man in Texas. I <laughs> what? My nephew's a singer. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 we can't look. Let's let's not. We can't have a, a full introduction to the show just based on random inside jokes, things that nobody listening to the show actually knows about. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can say that with certainty because well, Pasquale's not going to listen to this episode, despite him not being here. Because you know, I mean, I don't think Pasquale's ever listened to an episode of no, our I don't own think podcast. I don't think not even while he was on one. Yeah, I don't. We're yeah. going to be completely honest with each other here, which I think we should at some point have a discussion about that. But this isn't the time. We can do it later. Stefano, I, I have a question for you. Why is it that whenever you impersonate my voice, you always go down? You you go down a couple octaves. What, what's up with that? But you do it not in like a not in not in a lovely baritone way. But you seem to imply that I'm, as the kids would say, a little slow. What's going on? Oh, I don't think that's my intention. I think it, you're just insulting no, me in the way that I speak, sir. I think that's all I'm hearing. Oh, is that what it is? I think I'm trying to be lovely in radio specific but yeah uh, right yeah trying is it's not horseshoes guys i'm clearly not getting it right okay fair yeah. enough fair enough. hey look as long as i'm not the one being offended hey, i'm okay with that see like right there right there you're doing it again you're doing it again you're, you're just laughs like a, a box right? of chocolates no it's okay i don't think that's me at all but that's fine too okay anyway hey look welcome to the and show my we got 
Okay, well, I do, I do bring up the Babbages for once in a while, okay? But, but it's usually brought up in the spirit of, you know, relevant storytelling and, you know, to engage the audience, which I think is important as our, as our job here as uh, you know, entertainers. That's generous use of that word, but I appreciate the confidence. Yeah, well, it's a very liberal us. use of the word entertainers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, hey, whatever. Anyway, look. This is a, welcome to the Let's Get Gaming Podcast. We got a couple news stories to talk about. We have a couple things to talk about. We're going to talk about them. Why? It's a video game podcast. Um, sit down by the fire. We, join yeah, us. Sit down. You got a fire. Yeah, that's fine. You Cozy up. by the fire. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. Buckle Take in. That. Buckle in. Strap up. Whatever it is that, that you got to do. Strap on. No, we don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a different show. I want to. I want to start off. You know, we'll do a little um, traditional Let's Get Gaming introduction here. Oh, yes, of course. What have you guys been playing this week, this past week in gaming? Stefano, we're going to throw it over you. I've been playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Picked that up. Really? Yeah. It's buggy as uh, shit. How has it been? I know that that game had quite a, I was going to say, it had quite a swell of attention when it released. Are you, uh, are you playing that on your PS5? I am, yeah. It looks beautiful. I wish it could look less beautiful and be less buggy. I think it would be better, but I'll take what I can get. Story seems good so far. Combat's fun. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Harder than the first one. Yeah. Interesting. Um, now, how, but I'm, it's I'm just going to ask. I'll ask straight up. How is, how is the navigational system? Does it actually have... Oh, one? yeah. I am curious about this. Does it have like a functioning map that's easy to understand that doesn't you know require several years in cartography? <laughs> um, the map has levels that you can click up and down through, and they shadow in the level you're looking at now. So okay. now it it doesn't do the world's best job of telling you where what level the thing you're looking for is on still. Right. So that's still a problem. Um, but. I haven't gotten too far enough into the open world parts of it to really feel that stress. Okay. So we'll see. Next week I'll have a better answer for you. Mm-hmm. Now, but I'm, I'm really gonna enjoying you, the customization very... options. Okay. Customization, what, within the character, the game? Like, what, what kind of customization are you talking about? So so within the character, so you can... the game Actually, the game does have good customization options because you can like select how difficult it is and it'll tell you, like... It'll like change as like three varying levels mm-hmm. of how uh, of what part will be difficult versus other parts of it. Yeah. Um, okay. That being said, the what the part that I was talking about was the customizing of the character because you can do different outfits, uh, pants, jacket, shirt, um, but you can also do the ponchos, beard, and hair. So you and gun customization because you get a blaster as well. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I've seen many memes of uh, him becoming like an American uh, yeah, Jedi, where he's got a, a, a mullet and uh, just blasting people. Yeah, you can get a handlebar the, mustache. Amendment. Yeah. Um, so that's tons of fun. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good so far. Um, I like the secondary characters are always super interesting. Kind of like anything in Star Wars, the world is more interesting than the actual story yeah. but it lets you live in it a bit which is cool cool i, I feel yeah it if you can get past the bugs that game is it, i feel like i've missed so many games this year just because other things have been coming out and i just haven't had the time to get through everything so i don't, I don't um, know man 
I mean, we've been eating well this year for games. Oh, so oh it's impossible to like have played everything unless your job is to just play video games. And even then, yeah. I think that like this year is rivaling 2018. Like it's 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 tight. Like this is a good year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we'll see what Starfield has yet. to hold for us. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, Starfielder. I wasn't thinking about that. I'm. I'm. I'm well, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, there. There isn't really that much. Well, that's not true. No, Nintendo's got a whole bunch of stuff coming out in the in the fourth. Yeah, so there's a ton of Nintendo Mario stuff coming Wonder, out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good old Republic of Mario coming, coming down the pipeline, leading new. us into a glorious new new year. Spider Man's coming out. Forward to that. Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, I guess that little indie game. We may at some point in time hear something about the the Wolverine game, or apparently the Black Panther and Captain America game that's allegedly within the works right now. Uh, Not to mention that Insomniac is also working on a third game at the same time as uh, the Wolverine and... I'm I'm assuming Spider-Man's done, but whatever finishing touches they're doing on that. Um, I, I have heard from some unconfirmed sources that we might be maybe seeing a return to the infamous universe. Oh, oh man. I would love to get back into infamous. It was such a lovely game, but I, I don't really, think Sucker Punch I, really, would ever do that. So I'm really Sorry, surprised that we haven't seen any sort of infamous, you know, ports or continuations into the PS five, right? Because infamous second son was a huge game for the PS four's launch. Yeah, I think I think Sucker Punch is done with that. They're doing a ghost sequel. The show's coming out. Yeah, but they shouldn't be. Yeah, but you know, they might they they might pass it off to a different studio to do their own take, which yeah. is Insomniac, right? Yeah, that'd be dope if they did that. I mean, I've also heard rumors that uh, the the studio that worked on Metroid Prime Dread is already working on two more projects, right? So like, a lot of stuff is in production. A lot of stuff is in the work. Obviously, probably allegedly, none of these companies are going to be paying their employees fairly or anything. But that's fine because we'll get a new video game in. From what I understand, Sony, pay, pay Sony pays very dollars. well, from what I've heard. So, mm. oh, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure some of them pay above board or at board. You know, either way. Uh, Chris, I know, I know you've been, <laughs> I know you've been uh, busy this last week. Have you gotten a chance to play anything? Anything um, on your radar? I know we missed last week's podcast, um, but um, not. I've been like working overtime like every yeah. night, so I haven't had a lot of time, but. The last thing I did is I finished Zelda finally, and mm. uh, I am making my way through the... Making my way. <laughs> Thank you. That was our Pasquale cut in here. Um, I've, I've been making my way through my, my quest log, and I have one side quest left. And oh. uh, then I just got Koroks and my monster badge. And yeah, just just Koroks, just not, not just Koroks right? and monster badge. Just a badge. simple little Korok. What, um, I, I I am curious. What is what is the last side quest that you have to complete? I it's undiscovered, so I'm not sure if that means oh. the bubble frog or if I'm okay. missing one quest out there. Right. Um, I uh, I just finished the Wells one. That was the, like the the last thing I did. Oh wow! Uh, okay. I have fourteen caves, I believe I need to find yet. Oh jeez! So like I'm I'm getting to the nitty gritty. Like yeah. I'm I'm getting there. Uh, I I finished my compendium. Um, yeah, I'm I'm almost there. Wow! That's a lot for me. That's a, that's a lot for me. 
That's a lot, yeah. E- even for me, you know, I've noticed, I've noticed that with with Tears of the Kingdom, I'm not mm. willing to put up with the bullshit that I was in Breath of the Wild. Um, you're old. Yeah, I. That's what it, I, I'm old. There's there was a six year time span between me getting Breath of the Wild and me getting Tears of the Kingdom, and Tears Breath of the Wild's like there's 900 Koroks. I'm like, sweet, we're gonna get all those sons of bitches. I'm gonna hunt them down. I don't care how many out how many hours it takes doesn't matter. I'm gonna get them. Right, and then we fast forward six years to Tears of the Kingdom. It's like there's 900 of them. I'm like, no, that's fine. That's nice. Good for them. I'm really happy for them. I hope. I I hope they're fulfilled in their life. Right now, I've like finished Tears of the Kingdom. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever my weird definition of the word "finished" is for that game. I think in total, I found like I found like 57 Koroks. and it got to the point where I was just actively passing them because I just didn't want to deal with it. You know, and and. And I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just a, it's just a part of growing up. Your boy's becoming a man, you know. His interest. Well, you have a lot more. You got a lot more games to play. And I got more games to play. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that they don't tell you about growing up, man. You you just you don't have the time to run around high rule looking for car rocks anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you spend Sometimes your whole you life gotta, not yeah. having the money to play any game or buy any game you want, and then once you have the yeah. money to do that, you don't have the time to do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really sad terrific and then we just die like so what's the point you know anyway life's a bitch and then you die speaking of um, dying oh yeah, yeah go ahead yeah uh, i was i was just gonna say uh i i have found that um there is more difficulty in the fighting system compared to the last one and i i don't know if, if that makes it more of a hindrance or non-hindrance but um hmm I don't know. Uh, this one hit a little bit different, I think. And I think that's probably the other reason why you probably don't want to spend as much time into it. Uh, you, you've done it. You've done the, the trek once, and this is just <laughs> the second time, right? So. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I put in the work. I know I did it. You know, Nintendo knows I did it. I have I have Hetsu's lovely gift sitting in my inventory back in Breath of the Wild, and I really mm-hmm. don't need it again in this one, you know? But I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the combat was a little bit more different, even though I just... I just put the highest damage monster part I could find on a club, made a giant hammer, swung it around. Mm-hmm. It seemed to work pretty well. And I, I you know, I, I enjoyed my time in Hyrule. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's right, wanna, Steph. No, we're we're still talking about Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to change the subject to something that's more, what's more fun. Okay, um, let's play a fun game, guys. What did what was the best selling console and the best selling game the year you were born? We're all born in different the years, right? Best-selling console and best-selling game. Well, if you just find game, born. that's fine too. Oh, I you want you, you want us to look this up? Uh, yeah. You, is there a reason why you didn't tell us this ahead of time? I just thought of it right now as we were talking. Oh my god! I don't. I, don't well, I can. Very, I can uh, already tell you. I can yeah. already tell you that the best-selling system was the Nintendo because I was born in nineteen eighty nine. So uh, <laughs> that was the system to have. So I'll give you, um, I'll give you mine because I'm 94, right? So in 1994, it was the year of prequels and sequels, apparently according to Wikipedia, and the best-selling console was Game Boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and somehow, shockingly, the best-selling home console was the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis. Oh mm. wow! Okay. But the best the best-selling game was Donkey Kong Country. Makes sense. In in nineteen ninety four. Yes, sir. 
So you know that's interesting because I'm I I just I'm a year before you, 1993. I wonder how right. different it is. I wonder what what the change is. So the best-selling home system worldwide in 1993 was, in fact, a Mega Drive. Nice. The Genesis video game console, and this is surprising to me. the The highest grossing video game worldwide in the year 1993 was actually Capcom's fighting game Street Fighter II. Ooh, that's oh, Street dope. Fighter II. That game was so good. Though. Here's Which here's the catch. The Capcom's arcade fighting game Street Fighter II. Here's the catch, though. This was the third year in a row making it the highest grossing video game of the year. So this was the highest grossing video game of the of the year since 1990 to 1993 and was only then usurped by Donkey Kong in 1994. That's crazy. And in 1989. Yeah. What's what a wild sim- time. What what's the, what's the gist of 1989? 1989? No, yeah. then games were around back then. That was Yeah, well, back in the day. Well, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> like I said, like no surprise, the Nintendo Entertainment System was King of the of the Hill yep. in 1989, and one of the best video games of all time, Super Mario Bros. Three, mm. at least. Uh, Super Mario Three was 1989. I made an article and it says Holy RoboCop shit. is the was the best selling game in the UK, and that's not surprising because RoboCop is a great game, and I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Um. Also, so that was. Super Mario Bros. 3, uh, that was Japan. Um, the UK was Operation Wolf by Tato. Um, and in the United States, it was uh, the Super Mario Bros. slash Duck Hunt combo game. Oh, what a, yeah, what of a, course it was. A magnum opus of video game design right there. And um, Super Mario Bros. 2. You know what? I like this. I think that we should we should we should put together a list of the best games by year and I want to see how things adapt and change over time. Because I guarantee you we're going to see a time where around like 2002 2006 we're going to see a massive shift in like the shooting genre taking over. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it'll just be cool from a historian standpoint we could go back we could track this and see the evolution of you know what the video game market Friends. Wants, yeah, I think that's cool, Stefano. This is a good one. You know what? Congratulations, Thanks. you got I think, the coveted uh, Super Mario coin sound effect. I think we'll see around. Was it ninety six? Is that when GoldenEye start taking over? It was ninety six, ninety seven, around there. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was what a year after the movie. Yeah. When was Pasquale born? Seventy five. Who knows? It was during like some Italian apartheid recession thing. I don't know what they're doing. I think I think he's ninety two. He's a year older than you, right? Is he? I don't know. I'm I'll be honest with you. I, I've known I've known Pasquale for 10, 11, 12 years at this point. Couldn't tell you anything about him. Uh, not a not <laughs> well, a we damn know, thing. We know this. If he was ninety two, we know the best selling game of that year was Street Fighter two, based on your story, Pat. That's true. Well, uh, it's not my story; it's my statistics. But yeah, okay, you could you go ahead. Golden Knight was ninety seven. Ninety seven. Look at that. And the okay. best selling home system was Game Boy for the third year in a row. So there you go. Yeah, Nintendo I mean, really uh, they really the, shit the bed with getting rid of the Game Boy. You know, they should bring it back at some point. The Game Boy was a solid system. Like mm. it. it dominated for a reason and there's a reason why they didn't really update it when they upgraded it to color it was just that good no yeah yeah 
Well, it was the time of the sideways advancements, you know? You didn't need to... Well, I mean, I guess you know, you can make the argument that Game Boy to Game Boy Color was a new... It's pretty big leap system. by comparison. But, uh, massively. But compared to, like, the other handheld systems of that time that were comparable, like the Game Gear... Or, yeah, the Game Gear, the Lynx. Like, yeah. they were fully 16-bit consoles, and we were running, like, you know, 8-bit. Yeah. And it yeah, Game Gear... It was like two seconds long, so you could play it for five minutes. <laughs> well, you put in your seven uh, D sized batteries, and it ran for about twenty minutes, and then you yeah, had to yeah, uh, yeah. play a nice little twenty minute stint of Sonic the Hedgehog on your Game Gear, and then yeah, yeah. There's a reason why it didn't really do too well. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Stefano? Thank you for that. I like that. that was a nice little side tangent. But I do have uh, before we get into the news section of the show. Mm-hmm. I have a question for the two of you. Oh. And that question is... Oh, wait, hold on. We have a new... Stefano, you, did you listen to the show last time? I bet you didn't. We have an Am I the Asshole Stinger ready to go. I did listen to the show You're going to love time. this. You're All right? It's time for Am I the Asshole. <laughs> Chris, lo- Chris was very happy about it. <laughs> he doesn't like it. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Am I the asshole? This is this is, this one's this might be. All right, I don't want to. I'm not trying to build the anticipation too much. Okay, this might be the spiciest "Am I the asshole" we've ever talked about in the history of the show. Oh, I'm excited. Am I the asshole for getting mad at my soon-to-be ex-wife for playing video games in bed? Okay. I'm very curious okay. about what if this predates the ex-wife part or if this happened concurrently. I want to I want to make it known that this was posted on Reddit at the time of us reading this eight hours ago. This is the fresh one? It's fresh. fresh it, it also it, it also hasn't gained much traction. So we're mm. gonna be really the first people to really dive into this one. Okay. And with that, let's start. Am I the asshole? Alright, so for context, my wife, 28-year-old, and I, 27-year-old, have been having major issues in our marriage for two years. The ones related to this have been ineffectiveness, lack of intimacy, and lack of communication. I'm not completely innocent, but I can honestly say that I have put in most effort in trying to fix these things. The talk of divorce had come up three days prior and I was pretty much dead set on it by this point because I was just so tired with everything. She was mm-hmm. extremely hurt by this and even cried. And frankly, mostly out of pity, I decided to give it one last chance. It went terrible for the first days, but we finally had little moments where we had something of a cute little date at home. We cooked dinner together, watched a movie together. We were laughing and cuddling the whole time. She, We even shared a little kiss here and there. It really did feel exactly like when we had first met. She surprised me. I really didn't think that this would work, but hey, I'm glad we tried. Then we both went to bed and it immediately came crashing down when she pulled out her Switch to play video games. After laying like this for about an hour, I was absolutely dumbfounded. Way back when I brought up how we don't really spend a lot of time together... She decided after not having touched her Switch since she bought it a year ago that now, literally the very next day, was the time to start. I told her that it made me feel like I must be so boring and that the only way she could send 
that she could stand me was to have video games as a distraction. She acknowledged that it did seem kind of bad, but at the time, our relationship was still healthy enough for me to overlook it. So, after all this, I couldn't believe she thought, yeah, now is an appropriate time for this once again. It's not like she didn't get a chance to play that day. Hell, she was playing while we were cooking, and I didn't mind. But I expected to at least cuddle or talk about us, our relationship, anything. It was just too much. If this had been a date, I would have laughed and walked out. The fact that it was my wife, who knew I wanted to leave, who instead, who insisted that she wanted to make this work, after having barely even one good day, made me blow up a little bit inside. I didn't yell, but I wasn't gentle with my word choices either. I asked her, you fucking serious right now? After everything, you (laughs) couldn't give me one whole night together? She didn't see what was so wrong about it. She said that I was overreacting and that I expected too much of her, her time, and her attention. She kept saying how it was making her feel like she had to read my mind. After that, she doubled down, didn't even acknowledge that this was a real issue, and said she was okay with a divorce. Fine by me. Am I the asshole, or did I overreact? So in in both instances, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, first of all, I, I don't think that those two things are you know are one equates the other. <laughs> well, yeah, right. like I think like you know I don't know necessarily that you're an asshole potentially, but I don't. I do think you overreacted because I think that like I you knew you. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably, <laughs> but. Because you knew who you married, you know what I mean? Like, this person has been this person. Um, right. And if this yeah. is not, um, you know, she spent a whole day with you, and you couldn't, you couldn't, like, be okay with it, like, for five, you know? Like, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I mean, realized an overarching theme when we do these things is it really is just a lot of insecure people dealing with their insecurities. Oh, yeah. Whether it's one way or another, if it's the insecure person, like, you know, playing some video games or something like that, or an insecure pe- person being like, why are you playing video games? Am I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I, I've, I, I actually don't know where I stand on this one. Usually when we do these things, I'm, I'm pretty hard leaning one way or another of like, who's an asshole or who isn't. But really, I, I think everyone just kind of sucks here. Like I, I mean, think that this is just a, a marriage that's ending. It's falling apart. Both, you know, they both gave it a try to, you know, the, they put in the colossal effort of a single day together. See how that worked out. <laughs> and then uh, the man fell apart because his wife wanted to play video games. So I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah, I would I would say like you. These are just two people who clearly like want something different from a relationship. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's just incompatibility issues, you know. I feel like there's probably some stuff being left out here. Like, I feel like the context oh, yeah. is definitely very skewed to try and paint the this wife into a bad light. But a lot of the a lot of this issue, honestly, probably could have been solved by having an actual conversation instead of just blowing up. Uh, like really 
this is what you're going to do with your time? Like, did you think maybe be like, hey, maybe I thought we would cuddle instead of, you know, doing something like that? Couldn't verbalize what your intent was. Was she supposed to read your mind? I mean, um, I, when it comes to playing video games in bed, the Switch is like optimal for cuddling. Honestly, you know, you, you could pop off those Joy Cons, you could stretch your arms across, whatever you need to stretch them across. You know, you could position that tablet on like a table side. There's many options there to, to get comfortable. Oh, for sure. Nintendo saving relationships once again confirmed. Okay, well, apparently know, but, not. Yeah. Apparently, ended this one. Apparently, you know what I mean. Apparently, well, I mean, I do oh, okay, well, hold on. Legally, we can't say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's... Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly they ruined this relationship. I don't know, man. I, I feel like... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to say that the wife is also an asshole in this situation because I don't really think that she did anything wrong here. Well, there's a little bit of, like, Asperger's going on. Like, you could, like, I feel like... You could have been like, well, maybe, excuse maybe me. You, well, maybe you could have, not, like, you're clearly having marriage problems, and you're like, you know what I'm going to do right now after a whole day together, after knowing that this is a problem? I'm going to pull out my Switch and I'm going to play it. Like, I feel like you probably, yeah, like, if you probably you spent, could have known better. If you spent the whole day with someone and then you're like finally getting to wind down, relax, the last thing you're probably thinking of is like, oh, this person I gave all my attention to still needs attention. I, I'm not saying he's right for needing it, but I'm just saying, like, in the in the scenario where you want to save a marriage, the appropriate thing would have probably been like, I would like to play my Switch now. Like, is that okay with you? Like, are we cool? Like, are we done for the day? Like, can, you, can I clock need, out of my job? Like, <laughs> do you need to ask permission? No, but I, I think if like you're that, trying, to, if you if you're trying to work through that a, in its own. I think if you're trying to work I, through like some struggles, there might be some vocalizing of your intentions needed on both sides. I, I think was yeah, I, I I agree with I I agree with what I think is Stefano's intention here with what he's trying to say, right? Like we we know off the offshoot of this one that like they're struggling with communication and and like intimacy issues, right? So now we're getting to the point. It's like okay, you're in bed. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Animal Crossing now. You know, so I I get it. But then at the same time, it's like. I like you guys stop being little dumb bitches. Like who gives a shit? You know, maybe, like maybe I don't get married at, at <laughs> twenty five years old. You know, Excuse maybe me, you sir. should. You know, spend some more time in getting to know the person you're dating. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I think like you need to know what you're dealing with, right? This is why I think no one should get married. Like honestly, mm, like. Mm. If you don't get married, you can you can play whatever you want in your bed. You can play a Switch, you can hook up a PS4, you get a PSVR headset, strap yourself into the machine. You don't have to worry about anyone. Get yourself a AI date. And yeah, you, you sign, yeah, sign up for Replica. They you know, you get that premium relationship subscription going, you know? That's it. That's the What key. else do you need? What else do you need? People will only let you down and get in your way. I think a lot of people when they're dating, do not spend enough time actually communicating what they need. And then once they're married, they feel like that's the time now to communicate how they want to be with their partner. And it's like, well, now it's a bit late, right? Now you've signed the yeah, paper. Now you're in it. You're in it for the long, in theory, the long haul. And now you're deciding, oh, actually, I want you to change your entire personality and and how yeah. you spend your time and how you show your love. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, it's not appropriate. I get that. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, yeah, I think this guy is. Uh, I think he overreacted. Hundred percent. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. slap the label of asshole on him. I wouldn't be. I'm, I'm okay with sure. doing that. 
Yeah, I would. I, I if I knew him and he were to, you know, complain to me about the situation, I, I would be like, oh man, that sucks, dude. And then when he walked away, I'd be like, what a fucking little bitch, you know? I, I flick him upside the head, and be like, you're a dummy. No, I, wouldn't resor- I, I wouldn't resort to physical violence, but that's, that's my first. That it's not a resort; it's my first action. So you do? You just go straight to the physical violence? Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you uh, physically assaulted someone you disagreed with? Uh, someone I disagreed with? I just assault people for fun yeah. in jujitsu. Like that's just part of the game. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, cut that. I guess. Interesting. Cut that. Cut wow. that. Cut that. Wow. Okay. Well, it's not assault if everyone's joining in together. You know what I mean? It's fun. I don't think that's what that means. But yeah. Okay. If you wanna, you wanna phrase it like that, sure. Anyway. So anyway, I walked in and started blasting. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, always sunny. Okay, well, let's let's, let's start talking. Let's move away from the Am I the Asshole. Let's start talking about the latest and greatest controversies in the video game industry. Boomstinger. So I don't know if you guys have been uh, spending some time on the internet lately, but there is a certain hot topic. I try not to. That's a very good thing to do. There's a certain hot topic that is blowing up all over all over X, all over Instagram. Dear God, don't say all, that. <laughs> all over the metaverse. Uh, <laughs> all over the hub. All, all over. People have been Xing about this all over the place. They've been re-Xing. They've been up-Xing. They've mm. been cross-Xing. All, all about this topic. you. X is going to give it to you. What is X going to give to you, you ask? Take-Two CEO says that the Red Dead Redemption port pricing is commercially accurate. I don't, again, I don't know if you guys have been following this. Basically, here's, here's a TLDR. They're releasing Red Dead Redemption and the Undead Nightmare DLC for the Nintendo Switch and the PS4. And this is coming out uh, next week, actually, August 17th. All right. They're charging $50 for it. Mm. And people are losing their goddamn mind. Rightfully so. And, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with the masses here. Normally, I'm the contrarian when it comes to stuff like this. I agree. $50 mm. for this bullshit? What are you out of your goddamn mind? Wait, hold on. Why yeah, is okay, it... go ahead. It's the whole, it's whole Red Dead Redemption remastered. Okay. And what's the pro- what's the problem? It's too bucks? much. It's too how's much. It, how's it too much? That's incredibly that's way overpriced. For what? For a, a well, game the that's best like, games of all time. The game is twenty seven years old that you could get like for free on like various platforms. Who gives a sh- no, it's too much. It's too much. Hold on. I'm we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Yesterday, Take Two Interactive and Rockstar Games announced that Red Dead Redemption and the zombie add on Undead Nightmare will be ported to Nintendo Switch and PS4 on August seventeenth. And while that may have been cause for celebration for many fan base, uh, others took issue with its $50 price point, especially considering it's missing multiplayer and a PC release. Plus, it's already playable on the Xbox Xbox Series X and 4K, and mm-hmm. thanks to the Xbox Series X and S's backwards compatibility, has been accessible to Microsoft platforms for years. Mm-hmm. After today's Take Two earnings call, IGN asked CEO Strauss Zelnick why they priced a newly announced port the way that they did, especially given the backwards compatibility situation for Xbox. And his uh, response was that's just what we believed is the commercially appropriate, accurate price for it. 
Take Two's EVP of Finance, Hannah Sage, also pointed out that the port isn't just a Red Dead Redemption base game, but also Undead Nightmare. When asked if Undead Nightmare was the reason for its $50 price, Zelnick said the add-on was a great standalone game in its own right when it was originally released. So we feel like it's a great bundle for the first time, and certainly a great value for consumers. You have a question, Stefano? No, it was a fly in my face. Okay, yeah, you're just dealing with the arthritis. That's fine. Yeah, that's right. Now, IGN did ask him about a potential PC release, but Zelnick left it vague, saying he leaves game releases release announcements up to the developers. Pressed further about the logic behind ports versus remasters versus remakes, Zelnick said, it depends on the vision that the creative team has for a title. And in the absence of having a powerful vision, for something that we could do with a title, we might bring it in its original form. We've done that. And in certain instances, we might remaster or remake. So it really depends on the title and how the label feels about it, the platform, and what we think the opportunity is for consumers. Now, Stefano, you think that this is a, a fair price point for an ancient game? Is ancient. Is this, uh, is this game a remaster? It's a port. It's just a port. It's just straight port. Uh, with 4K resolution. Is it? Well, I assume it would Did be... Did the original have that? Well, no, but I would assume the then port no. is up just like the one for Xbox is. The, the game is playable on the Xbox Series X in 4K, right? I know, so I'm assuming... And because of that, it has the backwards compatibility, so you, you could play this game on uh, Microsoft platforms for you know ever since it was originally released there. My point, my point being though, is that I, I assumed it was a remaster, but it sounds like it's this not, is not a remaster. remaster. This this is a straight port. It's coming to the it's coming to the Nintendo Switch. This is not going to be a 4K port. Fair enough. Uh, then no, it's <laughs> not. It's not. I take. I am incorrect in my initial statement. That is ridiculous. Okay. Good. Yeah. I and look, this this is the conversation that a lot of people have been having online, where it's like, okay, well, you have like, okay, yeah, you're including the DLC, Undead Nightmare. Yeah, it was a standalone for for many people. It was a standalone game. They sold mm-hmm. it separately, and it was it was substantial. But I mean, like twenty five bucks for for both of them. Listen, I can get the Pixel Remaster for that same price, and it's yeah. like six Final Fantasy games. Six of like the best games ever made. Yeah, no, I I, I mean that's it, it. So here's the thing, right? This poses an interesting question. Because based on this, I mean, look, we're, nobody here is saying that Red Dead Redemption isn't an incredible game, uh, a true. wonderful experience, right? I, and especially if you were if you were somebody who was, you know, unfortunately alive back when it came out and you were able to play it within its release year, it was an experience unlike anything you had in video gaming up until that point, for the most part, because nobody played Red Dead Revolver, so we don't have to t- even worry about that. No, no, I don't believe that. Yeah, it's okay. It was acceptable, but it was, it was a better game. Gun, but anyway, <laughs> just gun. Yes, it was called gun. Yeah. Oh, that's right, gun. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, okay. Here's here's a point. But this right here shows us that there comes a time where the age of a game directly in- influences or affects its perceived value. I want to be clear. Actually, I don't know. I think that it would always be too expensive. But I think what particularly drives the nail in the coffin for this comment is that you can get it currently on Xbox in 4K. Yeah, I, I mean, well, that's that's also a big part of it, right? In this specific scenario, 
there's just better options. Like, if you really want to play Red Dead Redemption, you could do it pretty much wherever you want. I don't even think that Red Dead uh, Redemption Undead Nightmare was that expensive when it was first released. I remember seeing copies of Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare in the Babbages for like 25 bucks when it came I think, out. I think I bought it for like 10 bucks when I played it the first time. Yeah. 10 bucks? Oh, dude, you got a, you got a deal. You saved yourself 40 bucks down the line. Look at you're that. Goddamn, wow. You're goddamn right. What a well, it's so good. But do you guys, do you guys buy into that? Do you think that there comes a point in time where a game loses value based solely off of its age? If you're just straight porting it? Yes. It depends. It depends. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, the reason why games that are old have value is because you're buying the original version of that game. To buy a digital version of an old game should not cost the same as a digital version of a new game. That's crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, but you, you, you can buy a copy work. of Red Dead Redemption. You could buy an original copy of Red Dead Redemption for a lot less than 50 bucks right now. R- really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it would be valued higher than that. Because I don't know anything about old. It was games. an incredibly mass-produced game by Rockstar. I believe you. I they, believe you. I they made, they made millions of these sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. It, it's, my, my point, though, is that it would be justifiable to pay that much money for like the original copy of a game yeah. this many years later. It's not justifiable to do the same thing for right. just the the software that it's like all you're doing is making it work. Yeah. If I wanted to go onto the Nintendo eShop and download like Majora's Mask, that's one thing. But if I wanted to go buy a cartridge of Majora's Mask, that's a whole other can of yeah. worms there, right? Or if I want to go out and purchase one of the many ports that they've done for Majora's Mask, that's also a different scenario, right? So, I yeah, I agree that there's there's differences there that, to keep in mind depending on what game it is, where it's been ported, and if you're buying a, the original a remake, a remaster, or a port whatever the hell all these different words mean, which are basically the same thing. I don't even understand them anymore. Because here's the thing. Let's, let's, so, okay, so we could have bought Red Dead Redemption for $60 probably when it came out, right? That would have been the going press of PS3. I would imagine, yeah. Xbox I think games, back right? then it was around the, the asking the, price, yeah. For the so, PS3, yeah. So, so what, how, how old is that game now? What's like... It's at least 27 years old, I think. It's like ancient. It's, I don't it's think vintage. it's that old, When did Red Dead Redemption come out? I, w- I want to say 2012, but that seems that's that's that still seems not old enough. 2010. 2010. Okay, I was off by two years. So this game is this game is 13 years old. The yeah. inflation on that year actually costs more to buy that game now than it did then. Yeah. So that's so crazy. I don't understand. What are you, what are you saying? You, you're saying that this is a deal, or is this not a deal? What's, it's not what's a deal. your opinion? It's, a, it's shysty is what it is. It's shysty. Wow. Okay. I, think I don't like it. That word and if Strauss Zelnick decides that he wants to get double his, his stupid salary again, this is this is the way to do it, I guess. Apparently, yeah, you know, two million dollars wasn't enough. I mean, who could, honestly, man, come on, what CEO could survive off of forty-two million dollars a year? You know, no, think of the think of his family. Me. He's got yeah. people to feed, probably countries to feed with that much money. He's anyway. got people to pay to feed him, I assume. I don't know how the rich people deal with things. <laughs> Someone just stands there with a fork and just like puts the just ready to go. Yeah, I mean, what? I think they just, uh, you know, have a dart board and they just throw darts until it lands on something. Well, surely they would get someone to throw the dart. Well, you, yeah. you tell me a man as busy as Elnick is going to stand around throwing darts all day on boards? Come on. Well, I'm sure he's got an intern for that. He's got, yeah, you got the unpaid, yeah, and, the unpaid in, dart throwing. Intern. Yeah, was so an intern? He pays less than minimum wage. 
Were you telling me that intern gets paid? Wow. Yes, was, you, yeah, you corrected me for that one. Oh, my God. Uh, well, it depends. It's if, incredible. If, if he's working in one of like the European or Canadian offices, then they have. But if he's in the American office, then no. You guys got to. U.S. should deal with some of their bullshit stuff. Huh? I don't know. There's, I a don't lot, know. there's a lot of issues. We're not trying history. to get too political here or anything like list. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we don't have to worry about that. Do you guys think. Uh, I mean, I guess really it comes down to how well this sells or doesn't sell. Because I think if this sells well, I mean, like, you know, let's, let's just be honest with the, with each other here. There's a lot of great games if we're going back to the PS3 era. Like, there's there's great stuff out there. And a lot of them, because of the PS3 uh, infrastructure, they're mm-hmm. a, a nightmare to deal with. Because that was built on, you know, on the Tower of Babel, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that there is definitely a backwards compatible so we'll see yeah well i think i I think that ship has sailed and has now sunken i think it'll be just fine because look at how many people bought the grand theft auto remaster that was absolute garbage in fairness they bought it before they knew it was bad and then people still bought it after yeah people are dumb i mean that's what it's going to come down to how well is this going to sell is it going to sell well and if it does, then yeah, the, these companies that are sitting on you know a massive IP library, very popular games that came out over ten years ago, just port it. Just imagine port it. Bully for the Switch. I buy. I buy it. Yo, that'd be, I'd be, I'd be fifty bu- bucks for that. Yeah, I fuck full price, one hundred ten, no problem. That'd be crazy though, because that game's already released on remastered on Xbox. Yeah, don't worry about it though. For like, does he don't twenty bucks? The problem is, is that you're thinking of alternatives in order to like you know be a, a well informed consumer. We don't do that, okay? We blindly consume whatever the corporate overlords consume. give us. If Bully comes out on okay. the Switch and they ask a hundred and ten bucks for that game, I'm buying it. No problem. I'll, I'll get the special Bully themed Joy Cons. Easy. That'd be dope with the Bullsworth logo on it. Come on, dude. I'm telling you, like I don't understand the blue. <laughs> Rockstar, with the what gold? are you doing, man? You keep you you keep focusing on your stupid games with your Grand Theft Autos and your Cowboys. You have a home run, just sitting, sitting there waiting to be I don't, rolled out. I don't think you understand if they ever announce Bully, a re- either remake or a sequel. I I don't know what I would do. You know what? This reminds me of a tangent that we had a long time ago, mm. and I now that we've had the chance for time to pass, Stefano did Hogwarts Legacy scratch your Bully itch. It did. I think that's why I liked it. It did scratch yeah. the edge. Yeah. Well, what was it about it that that reminded you of better times with bully? I mean, the whole game is essentially just bully with magic. Like it's literally really? bully. Like it's you go to classes, you do the class thing. It's like a mini quest, mm. and you, then you uh, and then you do the missions, and you have a schedule. Beat on, beat on nerdy kids. You can't that. So it doesn't have the fun parts of bully. It's like. Well, I actually will say Bully had a more fun game mechanic in the classes because each class had its own individual mini game, whereas in yeah. Hogwarts, it was just the same thing. Like you just had like a fetch quest essentially, and then mm-hmm. you had to like draw a pattern, and then you got the spell. Like it wasn't super interesting, right? Um, but it's it, it scratched the itch enough. Nice, good. So that I, quite honestly, that was the thing that like drew me to Hogwarts Legacy originally, and then like I just. I can't remember what happened that I just didn't care about it. I think I, Zelda, played it. everything. I think, no, I didn't. See, that was the thing. I was like a huge, I was a huge proprietor of Hogwarts Legacy up to release, and then it released, 
And then something happened around that time. Like, I don't know if there was like a, a controversy or something came out with Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, I think something well, just came like there, another there game. Was... Came I mean, there was a controversy with Hogwarts Legacy. But I'll be honest with you. If I'm going to be true to myself, that had no impact on me buying or not buying the game. I was say, the controversy had nothing know? to do with the game either. <laughs> that was just... like, the controversy had nothing to do with the game itself. Yeah, in addition to that. But I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. It doesn't matter either way. You know, we all die. Anyway, I think something else uh, came out at the same time. I just don't know. I, I think so, too. What. Yeah, I think I had to make a choice. I had to make a financial decision. But either way. So you know, yeah, probably. Hey, speaking of a financial decision, let's talk about Street Fighter Six. Yeah. Boom Stinger. We're getting really good at these. Getting really good at these segues, you know? Mm, it's great. If, 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 if you were to... If you were to ask me how long it would take me to develop reasonably acceptable segue skills, 114 episodes. Accurate. How long would it take? How long would it take Pasquale though? I don't know, man. You're still waiting for it. Look, come on. It's, how, how much yeah, time? Like you? speaking of Looney Tunes, <laughs> how many Looney Tunes would you pay for a Teenage Mutant Ninja DLC costume? That's a trick question because it's not divisible by two. <laughs> anyway. Uh, each <laughs> fucking <nerd. laughs> Jesus. That one got me. Woo! You're, imme- you're, imme- you're immediately not Pasquale because you did a math joke, and that's I just knew that that was, <laughs> and it was correct math. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Capcom has come under fire for the high cost of Street Fighter VI TMNT DLC. Uh-huh. Each DLC costume costs. All right, this is my favorite thing. When whenever look, we don't get to talk about this enough when on this show, but I really love the bullshit economies that game developers put in their games. Oh my god! Just to make it so that you don't realize that you're spending real money. Like the, the Microsoft points uh, on the oh, 360. Oh, God. It's the, my favorite. I don't coins. know. Yeah, I, it's my favorite yeah. thing, okay? So, and these, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I know nothing about Street Fighter Six. I'm not a fan of the genre, but I love this in-game economy here because they call them fighter coins. Mm-hmm. And that just that just tickles me real nice. All right. I'll tickle Each, you real nice. I don't. I'm not interested in you. <laughs> Each DLC costume costs 750 fighter coins, or roughly 15 dollars. However, here's the catch: you can't actually buy 750 fighter coins. Yeah. Okay. What you need to do is buy 610 for 12 dollars. <laughs> 610, you what? fucking bastards, what the- and. <laughs> And then buy an extra two hundred and fifty for five dollars. Okay, so oh that's a t- that's a two dollar premium there. That's a Looney uh-huh. Tune. That, that is pretty Looney Tune. If you want all four costumes, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo, you'll need three thousand fighter coins. The cheapest way to buy that amount is to spend fifty dollars for two thousand seven hundred and fifty fighter coins, and then an additional five dollars for two hundred and fifty more. How, so, yeah. one second. Sorry, how much is yeah. two, how much is two thousand five hundred coins? Two thousand five, uh, two thousand seven hundred and fifty coins for fifty dollars. Okay. Okay. Plus next, you could buy five dollars. Well, I, you know, we don't have all the tiers here, but there, I'm, I'm assuming there's more tiers in between here, right? Oh, I'm sure. So we know that five dollars gets you two hundred and fifty. 
twelve dollars gets you six hundred and ten, which a psychopath decided that number. <laughs> and then two thousand seven hundred and fifty for fifty dollars. And I system designed by some fucking crypto bro. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Dude, if you were to any in-game economy that that gives me an option or gives me a threat of having a ten in my currency window, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. You say why would they ever not? Why would they just round up? Why would not they just not flatten the zeros? <laughs> if, if those first two digits aren't a zero and either another zero or a five, I'm losing my mind. Oh, I'm with you. All right. Now, it's worth noting that these turtle costumes are just that. They are not new playable characters, but avatar costumes for use in the single-player world tour mode. Oh, that, that Wait a minute. Hold on. More upset. To be fair, to be fair, you can also use them in lobbies, in avatar battles, and in and not available in standard competitive multiplayer. So these are costumes yeah they're not even characters they're just costumes yeah uh to put into perspective the recently released brand new dlc character rashid only costs 350 fighter coins which is (laughs) which is about half the cost of a single turtle costume Uh uh-huh while the $15 price tag for Turtles costume is in line with skins in other live service games, the Street Fighter VI community has collectively hit out at Capcom for what they feel are overpriced pieces of DLC. Many people are pointing out that the cost of the entire four DLC set is almost as much as Street Fighter VI itself. Yeah. Dude, we, we, got, some, we got some hot X's right here right now. What do you mean the Street Fighter 6 TMNT costumes are $15 per turtle? If you buy all six, it's $60. The price of Street Fighter 6, I blame Nickelodeon for this. Yo, Nickelodeon's catching strays right now on X. I Honestly, when you said you got some hot Xs, I had no idea what you were talking about because uh, I, I wouldn't classify some Xs as hot. So here's my thing. I'm really leaning into this like Twitter is now X thing because I think it's ridiculous. And I, I just like I think we should just <laughs> call it the site formerly known as Twitter. No, it's, I I just like calling it X because people don't even know what the fuck that means. You check hot you crosses me. here. You want to follow us on X, baby? Uh, in re- in response, some Street Fighter Six players have taken to creating avatars that look a bit like the Turtles and a bit to stick it to Capcom. They actually, so I mean, Street Fighter Six does have a very in depth uh, character yes. customization tools. Yeah. So people are able to create relatively acceptable looking Turtles <laughs> with this uh, character creation tool. Just to be clear, you can get mm-hmm. all four Turtles. Yeah. In Injustice 2, as their own characters to play with their own movesets mm-hmm. for $13. Right. Yeah. And just to be clear, if you're willing to go to like a sketchy place, you could get a real turtle for less than $60. I mean, I'll sell you a turtle for $60. Yeah. You, can get a real, you can get a real turtle in not sketchy places for less than $60. You can just go to a pet store, I think, and get a turtle. Like uh, turtles are expensive as fuck. Take, what are you talking about? Take take a drive to your your closest uh, 
water source and uh, wait about early in the morning. You will probably find a nice snapping turtle trying to cross a road somewhere. And you can just There's give, signs give all over Guelph saying turtle crossing. Let's go get one. So it's crazy. All right. So here's here's the question I have for you guys. Uh-huh. Obviously, like I don't know, man. I don't know anything. I I don't like the excuse of like, well, other games charge fifteen dollars for a skin. Yeah, but that's still that doesn't make it good. It just yeah. it's just stupid. And we're all stupid for allowing this 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 uh, business practice to flourish in this economy. Honestly, well, I'm, I'm other, pretty sure I know exactly which game they're referring to when they say, well, yeah, but that game is free now." <laughs> but. Well, we're, no, we're talking for a about long Fortnite. time. It's been free. Talking, we're talking exclusively about Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was talking about the other one that. No, no, no. We don't talk issues. about Overwatch. Overwatch. We don't worry about Overwatch. Overwatch is just trying to follow Fortnite's fame. That's all it is at this point. No, but I, I agree. Like, I, I think maybe there's like maybe it's a little bit of a premium here because they're like. IP characters owned by I don't even know who the hell owns TMNT at this point. Warner, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon or whoever it is. Yeah. So like maybe there's like some business dealings going on there that brings up the but price. Like, you can you can play Mortal Kombat who's releasing um, a super villain pack coming out where you get to play as Homelander. You get to play as uh, Omni Man. Omni Man. You get to play yeah. as like all these these badasses, and I guarantee you, it's still probably cheaper than sixty dollars. And I and I know we mentioned can... this, but they're just yeah, costumes. Yeah, they're not even they're characters that you can't play in the competitive mode. Like you can only play it during the single player campaign when you're and when you're in lobbies or during the avatar battles. You yeah, can literally you can buy these them. characters. In a DC game right now for fifteen dollars, all five of them. I got a question for you guys. Are you guys? Are you guys? Are you? I mean, we're all maybe a little bit too young for this, but are we? Are you guys big turtle fans? Yes. Uh, One of the first games I had on the Nintendo was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, and I used to play the shit out of that. I used to play that game as well, especially the the water levels that were a goddamn the, the, nightmare. And the impossible underwater Manhattan Absol- level with the, no the electric seaweed. Yeah, there is no yeah. no. I agree, but I I'm I'm always I guess I'm surprised at how popular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the world yeah. over. Given that, that it turned in from like a, a dark gritty comic to a kids show. Well, I mean, it started off as a parody of Daredevil. Yeah. Like the the ooze canonically, the ooze that created the turtles is the same ooze that oh, took I away Daredevil's that. vision. Yeah, yeah. Dare, Daredevil was trained by by Stick. Turtles were trained by Splinter. Yeah. Daredevil fights the hand. They fight the turtles. Foot. They fight the foot. Yeah, yeah. We see that all the time in in comics. Like, look at uh, Deadpool. Is just is just a, a knockoff of Deathstroke. Well, yeah, okay, but that's, and Loki I mean, too. You know. Not Loki, sorry, Lobo. Yeah, Lobo is a, is a copy of of Deadpool, which is <laughs> I, full circle. <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess if you're, hey, look, if you're somebody who's a big fan of the Turtles and you're also playing Street Fighter Six, then you know you drop a little bit of cash there, get your get, get your turtle costume, and or just save your money and wait for this alleged. Um, 
game is coming out about the the, the Ronin. God, so yeah, good. the last Ronin. Oh man, yeah, I, I'm actually very very much interested in that. All right, cool. That's that's the next Insomnia game, guys. Uh, parting parting thoughts for this one. Uh, DLC prices have gone too expensive, but they'll you know if you buy them, you're you're part of the prompt. Yeah. So stop supporting stupid bullshit like this, and we can all move on with our lives. But everyone's complaining that the prices of everything are going up, and yet somehow you idiots still have money in order to buy this stupid shit. So you're if, part of the prompt. Honestly, I'm. If you help them do it, then you're the reason why I'm it Somehow I've become so upset with this. Like, I didn't know about talking about the goddamn Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was going to get me, like, on a rampage against capitalism, but here we are. All right, well. Isn't that where you always end up? I don't know, man. It's, Some way it's or another. Somehow yeah. impressive, isn't it, though, huh? Anyway. All right, we got one more story for tonight, and and this is the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. And Chris, I think you're going to especially enjoy this. Oh, I'm ready for this. Boom. Stinger. Four friends have built what they call the Hypercube (laughs) just so they could play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles together in the year 2023. I love it. All right. Now, this isn't really... I mean, this is like not a news story, but it's just... It's so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So here, let's just let's just get into it. In recent years, a gradual move away from backwards compatibility and physical editions has resulted in increasing concerns about the preservation of classic games. And this is something that we've actually talked about on this podcast many times over. Oh, yeah. But even when old games are made available on current systems via remakes and remasters, or dare I say ports... Mm-hmm. Often certain features are lost to time due to hardware quirks that simply don't exist anymore. Yeah. Consider Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, a 2003 GameCube release that leaned heavily into its multiplayer functionality for a unique co-op experience that didn't really translate well into its 2020 remaster. For many, losing such features might be easy enough to overlook if the game itself remains widely playable. But for one group of four friends, their love of Crystal Chronicles was inseparable from their experience playing together as teenagers. So when the 2020 remaster uh, failed to recapture their youthful experience in full, they started a project that would let them play the original game in all of its glory together, even across vast distances. Thus was born the Hypercube. All right. The Hypercube is a device cobbled together by the content-creating pair behind Borkiag Games, Steven and William, alongside two of their friends. The four are longtime pals who, as teenagers, played Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles together on the GameCube using its unique multiplayer functionality. Mm-hmm. Originally, Crystal Chronicles was playable by up to four individuals on a single GameCube by linking the very infamous Game Boy advances uh, to the system via the Game Boy adapter. Uh, just like the uh, the Four Swords Adventure. Yep, the game that I've never been able to play and probably never will just because it's a goddamn nightmare trying to get that thing set up. Yep. However, when Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition was re-released in 2020 for the Nintendo Switch, it modernized the multiplayer functions in a way that didn't sit right with a group of friends. The remastered multiplayer only allowed a single player to progress, 
with up to three friends providing additional support in dungeons. This means that if you wanted to play the remastered edition with a static group of four, you would be required to play the same dungeon four times in a row before moving on to the next. Oh, that's annoying. To many, ourselves included, the remastered edition was not worth playing since it had lost the soul of the original. This is particularly a shame since the remastered edition introduced some new content and challenges. So what did they do? Well, they found a way to connect the original GameCube game across the vastness of the internet so that they could play together. All right. I'm going to I'm going to sh- I'm going to read out how this hypercube works. All right. So you have here your PC. Okay. That PC has a USB 3.0 capture card plugged into the intent into the Nintendo Wii. Okay. The Nintendo Wii has four Game Boy Advance to Nintendo GameCube adapters. Okay. Those Game Boy Advance and Nintendo GameCube uh, cables are connected to a PS2 to a Nintendo GameCube adapter. Okay. That adapter is connected to a PS3 to a PS2 adapter. That adapter is connected to a GIMX adapter, which then feeds back into your PC. Now, of course, you're also going to need a four-way video splitter and an audio splitter. Easy. But once you have all of these set, all of these things set up, you're actually able to use the GameCubes as uh, remotes for the Nintendo Wii, and allow you oh. to control it across the internet. That's that's interesting. Yeah, with a hypercube setup, remote players are able to connect for remote play via Parsec. This creates a controller device on the host computer, which can be mapped to the GIMX adapter as a PS3 controller. The PS3 input is changed to a PS2, which is then changed to a Nintendo GameCube. (laughs) Furthermore, each GameCube is equipped with a Game Boy Player attachment. This features uh, the expansion port found in the Game Boy Advance, allowing the Game Boy Advance and Nintendo GameCube cable to be connected. The Hypercube enables four players to remotely play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. What previously required a Game Boy Advance for each player to participate in Couch Co-op can now be done from hundreds of miles away, all on original hardware. Wow. I mean, this is just absolutely insane that they were able to figure this out and actually get it working. The the fact that they had to daisy chain it through three separate... uh, cable adapters just to get it to run is the, yeah. the input lag on this game oh god i don't. can't even fathom i'd have to imagine it's i mean they were able to play it successfully so i have to imagine it it's not that bad and if you're if you're still confused here's a hypercube broken down at its core the hypercube consists of four game cubes with game boy player attachments for each player and a wii running final fantasy crystal chronicles each game cube is able to masquerade as a game boy advance and connect to the wii as a controller the video feed from the wii is captured and displayed in open in obs mm-hmm. while the video feeds to the four game cubes are combined into a four-way split screen view using the rca security camera monitoring devices that then capture <laughs> display in obs as well i this is insane dude I have the a, real I have magic a of the hypercube yeah go ahead i have a few questions for you guys being the yeah retro gaming um, experts on the podcast right sure. yeah. just i'm just curious how mm-hmm. expensive are game cubes 
And how so, expensive are GameCube adapt Game Boy Advance adapters? Oh, geez. Okay, I, I can, I can <laughs> answer this one. Given that COVID and collecting has gone through the roof uh, in the collector's market, um, GameCubes are not as cheap as they once were, and depending where you can get them, they are varying prices, also depending on which GameCube you are you're grabbing, because each color has their own worth, just like an N64. Yeah. Um, not to mention um, special editions, what, whatever. Uh, I think if you are lucky, you can usually find one about $150 USD, depending. Uh, it, it varies um, if you're just going to buy from like a retro store. Usually it's about $150. Give or yeah. take. So I think... The Game Boy Advance player, now, they can be cheap, but they can also be expensive because the deciding factor on a Game Boy Advance player is that you need the disc to be able yeah. for the Game Boy Advance player to actually run on the GameCube. Those are less common and more commonly lost. So those are worth more. So if you have that with a Game Boy Advance player, you're looking at closer about $300. Um, and without maybe about 75 oh. to 100. Hold on. Just the advanced player but without the GameCube. Let me, okay. let me, let me, I'll put this $300. The Nintendo GameCube with, with game player, the startup disc by itself sold on eBay on August 10th yeah. for 117 US. Just the yeah. disc. It's about 200 bucks. If you want the GameCube uh, Game Boy Player adapter, you're probably looking at about like 85, 90 bucks for that. About, about 100 bucks. And then, you know, there's so 300 the total. You need the cable, right? I'm going to say in order for these these uh, sociopaths to put, to play this this very mid-tier game, they, they probably spend at least I'm gonna, Well, you, you need four of each. <laughs> so, well, you need you need four GameCubes. You need four um, GameCubes, you need four Game Boy players, four Game Boy Advance and Nintendo GameCube cables. A Wii. A Wii. A PC. A PC. You know, capture card. You need OBS. You need a four-way video need, splitter. Audio you also splitter. need this uh, PS3 to PS2 converter, PS2 yeah. uh, to whatever else converter. So those are probably about uh, 15 20 bucks a piece. This is like a $1,500 yeah, no. investment. Not minus yeah, well per, per person it's probably you're looking at about 600 700 bucks yeah that's ridiculous i can't even begin to like unravel like i'll, I'll be so honest i'm with assuming you. these guys already had their their game cues that's true i'll be honest with you i just wouldn't play the game you know like maybe maybe i'm a boring person but like i just wouldn't put in the effort and I, hey look I'm glad that there are people out there that are willing to put in the effort for stuff like this because I can I I wouldn't even be able to conceptualize how to even begin doing something like this. Oh, 100%. Right? Uh, the Hypercube project is a fantastic example of the ingenuity and determination of players to keep enjoying the games they love even as they become ever more challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also further highlights the struggles around video game preservation. Crystal Chronicles is far from the only game with features that make it uniquely difficult to enjoy in its original form. And a growing number of retro games are unobtainable entirely in 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, there are groups such as the Video Game History Foundation, which we've talked about. Uh, they are continuing to do important work of video game preservation 
It remains imperative for publishers and IP owners to take steps to prevent art from being lost to time. But until those efforts grow, passion projects like the Hypercube will continue to prove that older games are worth recapturing in their original intended spirit. How do we always end up talking about this every episode? It's a serious know. issue. This is, the, this is the world we live in. This is the world friend. we live in. Look, on a week-to-week basis, when new games aren't coming out, what's there to talk about? We talk old about games. the economy. We, we talk about old games. We talk about, you know, the collapse of society. I wasn't uh, critiquing or, or talking about it. I'm saying, like, clearly this is a huge issue. If this is like, comes up week-to-week, oh, there's a reason to talk about it. It's, one of the, it's, it's a weird issue to talk about because you either you either care about it or you, you you simply just don't give a shit. I don't know how you don't give a shit. Oh, because like the the dude who buys Call of Duty and FIFA every year doesn't care if like it's slightly annoying to play Crystal Chronicles. You know, like that that's how you don't give a shit. Well, the other thing too is you're always going to get some people who are like, "Well, just play it on a ROM." It's it's not the same. It, and yeah, that's, but, and but, that's what but, these guys are trying to say is like it doesn't capture the feeling of yeah. how it used to be playing on its intended native device. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's crazy? There are some I think we might have talked about this before. There are some games that they have lost. They have just lost. Yeah. The source code for. Yeah. Yeah, they're gone. So like the only way to play them <laughs> is through the ROM. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean so in that situation, what's the what's the true game in that point, you know? It's, if the, if the, uh, the only way the to play of, a game is through pre- a ROM. Perseus or Theseus. Theseus, Theseus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The grandfather's axe. Yeah. The grandfather's axe, yeah. Bootstrap paradox, baby. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, we're getting metaphysical now. I like that. Okay. Well, with that... What makes a human pretty guys? Pretty much. Right? Yeah, well... <laughs> what makes a gamer? Yeah, what's, what's the difference between a man and a gamer, you know? Uh, gamers are... How do you decide what you are? Are typically annoying, self yeah. self serving, and needy. Yeah, like that, yeah. like that dude's ex wife. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kidding? we spent the whole day Entitled. together. Are you playing video games in bed? My God, woman! How dare you! <laughs> How dare you! How dare you enjoy what little time you had for yourself and not spend it with. <laughs> the person you belong to. Uh, you know what's funny is that he's he was using like kind words, like yeah, we, we could have cuddled. I'm like, listen, we all know what you wanted. Just speak <laughs> honestly, okay? Clearly, she wasn't interested, pal. Cuddle with an F. Fuddle. Yeah. Fiddle. Fiddle. Cut off. Oh. Anyway, that's <laughs> it for the news. Do we, Chris? Do we have a an a uh, technically ready for this week? You know it. Oh, perfect. Well, in that uh, case, technically, Chris is always prepared for the most part, or just fake it. Till it's All right. Well, I faked it till I make it. So, welcome to the end <laughs> of the show, where we'd like to play a little game, and of course, this game is called uh, technically. I would like to. I'm sorry, Chris. Before before we get into it, I just want to. Yeah. I just want to say, uh, Stefano, I'm far ahead of you it's because true. your your inability to be punctual to the show 
is slowly causing your downfall. I only so I'm going to need. I know, and that's all it took, baby. Uh, well, I should have known that school I couldn't compete. That was it. Yeah, no, you know, <laughs> don't worry about them. Well, as always, I will read you a statement about a video game, but there is one little catch. There is something incorrect about this statement. Oh, whoa. And it is your job to find the incorrect fact and correct me with a uh, technically kind of like Jeopardy. You may interrupt me at any time you think that you have the answer. And of course, as Pat mentioned, he is now in lead with five points. Stefano coming in at a close second with four. <laughs> and Pasquale with two. Oh, I thought you were going to do the Mario noise. No, no. We, let's put some respect on his name. Uh, well, and with that, I have your first statement right here. Right. And it is about, of course, The Legend of Zelda. Oh my god, I'm fucked. The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, and The Legend no. of Zelda, Oracle of Ages are two 2001 action-adventure games in the Legend of Zelda series for the Game Boy Color. The two games were developed solely in mind of connecting both stories so that they could be played in either order to reveal the main story. Yeah, go ahead. Bezin? Hmm. Now, here's an interesting part. The Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages are one of the few Zelda games I never played because I couldn't convince my parents to buy them for me when Mm -hmm. they came out because they were like, we just bought you two Pokemon games, you son of a bitch, and now you want two Zelda games. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it works. And they're like, Mm -hmm. we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Give um, Give me a read through. You want me to reread this? Yeah. The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons and The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages are two 2001 action-adventure games in The Legend of Zelda series of the Game Boy Color. The two games were developed solely in mind of connecting both stories so that they could be played in either order to reveal the main story. Well, uh, technically, if I remember correctly, Oracle of Seasons canonically takes place first. And then it's Oracle of Ages. So there is an order to the games. Let me double check here. I'm, I'm, I'm in suspense right now. That's my only shot at, at guessing what's wrong with this. Because I do know there is an order to these games. Uh, okay, so can you say the order again? I believe it's it's uh, Oracle of Seasons takes place canonically first, and then Oracle of Ages. Uh, according to the timeline, yes, um, that that is true. Uh, however, that wasn't what I was looking oh, for shit. in this statement. Well, because yeah, you weren't say- necessarily saying that one didn't come first; it's just that you could play them in either order. It wouldn't. You can play them in either order, and then and then get the full the story. story. I don't know then. Uh, technically, Oracle of Seasons was released first. 
Uh, no, they were released at the same time. Literally, have no fucking idea. Yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, I said that these games were solely developed, but there was a third initially conceptualized. Uh, it wasn't just meant to be two games. It was meant to be three. Oh, man, that's super nerdy deep cut shit. I would, there's no chance I would have got that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. I figured you guys I figured you guys might th- get like the whole Pokemon release thing because, uh, yeah. you know, red and green and blue were originally a thing, but then we only got red and green kind of... Uh, or red and blue, mm. kind of just like in, in here. Uh, yellow, I guess. Too. There are there are three great fairies, which these are based off of as well, and only two of them are featured. Oh, and there's okay. three pieces of the Triforce. There's you know things coming through in Zelda. I I've only that. played two That's Zelda horrible. games, so well, I have beat none of them. Clearly, you didn't play the right two. I well, one of them was definitely bad, so. <laughs> Well, now, thankfully, you can now play this on Nintendo Switch Online, so you can give it a try. Thank God, I don't know what I would have done. Or you could be like me and have just picked up both copies. Just have it right there, yeah, ready to go. All right, no point on that one. Your next one, though, is about Katamari Damacy. What a good game, what a good game. So Japanese, I love it. In a fit of rage, an eccentric godlike entity called the King of All Cosmos accidentally destroys all the stars, Earth's moon, and other celestial bodies in the universe. Uh, technically, he was drunk. That is a hundred percent correct. He was <laughs> he was drunk. Uh, the man, the man was slosh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was not in a fit of rage. He was just drunk. <laughs> Dude, I I played the shit out of Katamari Damachi when I was a kid. I don't know what it was. I'm pretty sure that game is solely responsible for me being a weeb. I believe it. I would go around rolling shit up, and then you you get like that little encyclopedia, and you'd be like, oh, all these like little weird Japanese things. I'm like, look at all this stuff. I read it in details. Downloaded mm. a whole new identity because of that game. It was wild. There you go. The, that right. game unlocks an immediate memory for me of uh, G4 TV. Really? Yeah. How come? Because well, watching it, they would always recommend that on game must play really? games. I think on PSP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you it's know, on I, PS2. I I recently picked up the remake, remaster, whatever it is on the Switch, Katamari uh, Reroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I haven't touched it yet. I think I'm going to do that now that I've now that I got Pikmin Four out of the way. I think I'm going to. I think I'm just going to go play some Katamari Damachi. I uh, I actually just got myself a copy of it for the PS2. So it's such a fun game. Did you guys, Chris? Have you, uh, Chris Stefano? Either one of you? Have you played the Katamari mobile game? No, no. It's not good. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's just like an endless rolling game. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I was expecting maybe a little bit more from it, but. I don't know. I feel like Katamari uh, is in a weird place when it comes to video games because, like, maybe it's just first hard to re- recapture the magic. The first first game was magical, yeah, and then they they had a couple sequels. It's more the same, which is fine because for that game, it's so unique and and so, uh, you know, when you play it, you when you see it, you know exactly what it is for sure. We haven't really uh, we haven't seen much out of Katamari. Just a couple re releases here and there, and I want more. I don't. I think it's one of those games that is just of its time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely like when you think weird, weird games on the PS2, Katamari Damachi comes out right on top. 
there, what there, if was, you... there was a couple of interesting ones that came out around that time. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, that's one of the games that I rented vigorously from Blockbuster. Well, Probably should have just bought it, but that's fine. Anyway. There you go. All right. Well, here. All right. Yeah, Stefano, I'm, I'm way ahead of you now. Well, here's a chance to come back because this game is Silent Hill. Shit. The first installment of this series follows Harry Mason as he searches for his missing niece in the mysterious New England town of Silent Hill. Stumbling upon a cult conducting a ritual to revive a deity that it worships, Harry discovers his niece's true origin. Uh, technically, it wasn't his niece. It was his daughter? You are pretty close. I am... Willing to give it to you unless Stefano can be more specific. I don't know. How could it be more specific? But, uh, 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 technically, it was his sister. I don't know. I have no idea. Is it his daughter? I don't. It was, I don't know enough uh, about this. Uh, technically, oh no. No, uh, technically it was his adopted daughter. There it is. Uh, that's it. Comes <laughs> it was his in. Adopted daughter. Yes. <laughs> You've seen the movie, it's also part of that. Too, so. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh he that is not his niece, it's his adopted daughter who he then finds out belonged to a cult. And there you go. There we go. Uh, the rest coming is in clutch with another I guess the- that makes sense when with the part of the sentence when you're like her her true origin. Wow, mm. if it was his daughter, if it was his niece or his daughter, he would know it's true origin, right? So, yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, look at that. Pat, Honestly, coming in with the six points. I like this game. This is a good game. This, this is a good idea. I enjoyed it. To- a totally original game. I didn't lift from anywhere. I'm else. honestly <laughs> considering every other end of the show game that we played was you know ripped off from other places. <laughs> I think that this is a it's a good step in the in the right direction for us. Good job, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, well, with that brings us to the end of another episode of Let's Get Gaming podcast. And hey. If you enjoyed this episode, why not leave us a review? You could do that on places like Spotify, which you could also listen to this podcast, as well as other video game-related anecdotes on platforms across the internet, but not X. Or Stitcher. We're not on X. Or Stitcher. Yeah, they're dead. But that's fine. Hey, I've been your host, Patrick Dennehy. Joined with me this week, Stefano Fontana. Listen, I got a couple gears to ground with you guys, okay? There's a lot of... A lot of shenanigans and chicanery about my closing Whoa. statement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's go the ahead. problem? I, with, didn't, I didn't know you were going to go on a tirade right, right is, at the end of the show. What is the problem with my yeah. outro? What's why do we gotta why do we listen up a squally? I'm not just saying random noises. And you Chris Montpetit. Keep your stick Keep on your the stick ice. On the ice. Keep <laughs> your stick on the ice. <laughs> That's good. I like that. All right. Well. Stefano, it's not that we have a problem with your outro. It's just, you know. Your problem with me. I I didn't say that. Didn't you?